0: You are listening to Rouge, White, and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome to the Rouge, White, Blue CFL Podcast. My name's Oz Davis at the course of the show, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Joe Pritchard, in a big empty house. How's it going, Joe?
1: it's that hard time of the season to really pay attention it feels like this season and and this has been the way it's felt for like the last five years it feels like the season should be a month shorter because it's time to get on with the playoffs a a month shorter wow wow Uh like it'll never happen because it's going to turn away two gates but It's been hard to keep my.
0: Yeah, there there should be something. There should be something uh, where maybe once you mathematically clinch your spot, that's it. Like you don't have to play any more games. I don't know. That'd be maybe relevant games. Relevant games only. Yeah, it just feels like there's.
1: They could lop off four weeks of the season, and you just Uh go from. You go from the Labor Day excitement, rematch weekend, you'd have a couple more weeks, and then it'd be like, okay, playoff time, let's go.
0: So what, maybe 15-game season? Yeah, just, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> well, I mean, if, 16, if, you 16, if you did 16, 16, if you did 16 games, they could each play each other twice exactly. Right. You, you play just do that. And be, twice. Huh. Right.
1: You don't, need, you don't need to play somebody three times a year. It's just... A little too much for my taste, but
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just me getting older and crankier. Well, would you <laughs> would you argue that in a nine team eighteen game season playing somebody just once in a season is is too little? It's completely idiotic. <laughs> uh see what, Alouette's uh, elks this weekend. Yeah. That's the that we we the good news for Alouettes fans is that we swept the one game series from yeah. Edmonton. I, yeah,
1: I think it just feels long because everything's not everything's clinched. The East is sad. The West is yeah, all sad.
0: Yep. Yeah. But I this happens one. in previous years. It's just that in previous years it was all about the East finding that you know sixth best team or maybe having the crossover, right. Right. the The only it difference is this like year it's the last, West
1: like for this October than there has been for a while. Uh-huh.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Years. Years. Uh huh. This that the fact that it's going down to the wire here, and the truth is, it might come down to the last week, <laughs> just to make things more excruciating for you, Joe. Uh But let's talk about that. Um, it's unfortunate, I guess, that. It's interest can be lost at this time in the season, and that, you know, a few of these games were really highly relevant because this was a nice archetypical CFL weekend. Um, Okay, so I have the numbers here. Uh, Okay, four teams scored 30 or more points. Two other teams scored 27 and 29. So nice high scoring there. Uh, Three games had 56 points or more. Also, in three of the four games, the team that eventually won the game was at some point losing in the second half. The only only game that wasn't like that was the Alouettes-Elks game, when, of course, the, the Alouettes scored 23 points in the second quarter against the Elks 21 points before that. And, in fact... My one money bet of the week that I made was the over in this game. And it was, and I cashed by halftime. Okay. So a lot kind of, of points film? scored this week. <laughs> and on top of it, a lot of kickers did a lot of work this week too. So you know, good for the CFL in this respect, even though the season's too long. All right, let's see. So you want to run through the games real quick? We'll just do a, yeah. a, a, yeah, we'll a, a, we'll a drive-by.
1: We'll hit them we'll because I have some questions about Hamilton's quarterback strategy.
0: <laughs> you mean they have a strategy? That's okay, what I wanted. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Week starts off at BC Lions 33, Hamilton Tiger Cats 30. Wow. I never would have guessed going in this was going to be the game of the week. Of course. Then again, what would you have guessed? It's going to be the game of the week. So, once again, the Tiger Cats give the Lions a game this season. Of course, they won the last time they played. But, um, I don't know, this one this one was pretty fun. Okay, so, so, all right. The question about the quarterback strategy is what, Joe? It's, okay, is Bo your
1: undisputed starter in the semi? Because if he is, why isn't he getting every rep he can get? if he's not then what is he doing here <laughs>
0: it's a platoon system no yeah. i think it worked, it's been working nicely i will say that it's yeah. just confusing uh i guess but i think i think they're just phasing it out why because they can cuz they can they got i mean again they're set right because they lost this game now they're locked yeah. in but they still got like what one more game to play I think did they did they
1: decide that yes it'd be nice to win and it'd be nice to give Montreal a run for it but they're probably gonna be second anyway so let's just do what we can and what we want to do and get as many quarterback reps as we can or what I, I just
0: I can't see inside their
1: heads and it's confusing
0: me. Well, they're playing hot, right? You know, again, like we discussed last week, since August they've only lost now to the Argos and the Lions, right? Um, So the Tiger Cats are on the up, okay? White in this game was incredible. I mean, he was doing everything for both of these quarterbacks, right? He just had an incredible game. He scored the first two touchdowns of the game for Hamilton, right? So, I mean, he was tearing it up. It didn't matter who was throwing him. And again, I think what they're doing is, I mean, they're probably doing it like nice, simple mathematical progression. He played the first quarter in the last game. He played the first half in this game. He's going to play the first three quarters in the next game, right? Against the Alouettes, which doesn't really matter for their standing, right? Wait, who do they get? They get the bye this week, don't they? Yes. Yes, they have a bye this coming week. So, yeah, they're going to have one more. Well, maybe he'll play the full game against the Alouettes. Yeah. Maybe because they're going to play again the next week in the playoffs, right? So, um, but yeah, Bo was, he's looking okay. He's looking okay. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, I, I will say this though. He had some nice numbers in the first half, but whoa, that um, interception that he threw in the second quarter and, uh, oh yeah, Josh Woods. Josh Woods scored. Just about the easiest defensive touchdown I've seen all year in this league. I mean, he threw it to him as though he was his own receiver, and there was nobody there. There was uh, he saw nothing but daylight from the thirty. It was, it was he could have crawled it in it at that point, right? So yeah, but other than
1: that, there we'll are look two of his two touchdowns. Much- oh. Mm-hmm. Like he threw it before his running back was even thinking about mm-hmm. receiving the pass and yeah, didn't the even linebacker had decided to hide behind the defensive line. <laughs> right. I've seen that play a few times this year. Uh Zach got burned on that once mm. that I mm-hmm. were your Montreal Alouettes that mm-hmm. that was Dequa That's right. Just deciding to deciding to help the Alouettes score that game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you're right. You're right. I mean, the, the, his his intended target hadn't even turned yet, you know, to possibly you know catch the ball out of his peripheral vision. You know, once he so, and both threw it, and then it was hilarious because as soon as he threw it, he basically like shrugged his shoulders. He knew he knew Woods was gone. He knew it was over. He didn't even bother. So, I mean, but aside from that, yeah, he looked okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, um. And again, um again, Vernon Adams was pretty fantastic. I don't know what's happened to this BC pass defense, by the way. I don't know what's happened to them. They, they seem to be allowing a lot of uh, very high completion rate by the opposing quarterbacks. But um, Vernon Adams played really swell in this game until he threw. Like, Okay. What do you do in this situation? I mean, do you throw down in this situation? You're up by what? Like three. I believe. You have the ball, you're driving. Do you do you go for the touchdown there? No, in fact, in fact they were up by 10 at this point. The Lions were. Do you go for the touchdown on this? Do you like roll the die on this? It depends. Do I trust my defense to hold up? Or do I Well, want to? well, well you do certainly don't, but the question but, is like do you roll the dice for the 17 point lead? I'd I'd love a
1: 17-point lead. Well,
0: yeah, but.
1: Why
0: don't I go for it? eh, I guess, but, you know, you could just be going for the 13-point lead. You know, this this was at, like, what, maybe. The sick thing was is this was at, like, about four minutes left in the half. And uh, so, you know, uh, Hamilton was able to come back and tie it. And on that play, Vernon Adams got injured. Apparently had an issue with the MCL, and uh, you know, which was the same injury that had previous in the season, you know, and and so on comes Dane Evans to do the last drive. Well, guess what? He throws like three passes to White for 42 yards, and then you know, 45 yard field goal nailed. Oh yeah, Keon Hatcher. Keon Hatcher was all over in this game. He, he was all over it in this game. He was so good uh, for BC, but that's been BC's MO this whole season, right? They have all these nice receivers, and you never know which one of them is going to have the good game. It's been yeah, a bad. Yeah, which one is crazy. It's drives... right.
1: <laughs> when, when I was still involved in the fantasy season that is now finished uh, for our Canadian Football Podcast Network League. When yeah, I was still congratulations,
0: involved... Cooper Trooper.
1: Yes, it was... Do I trust any of these BC receivers that are going to make 12 or 13 K this week? Is he going to be the guy Vernon likes this week? Maybe. <laughs> or do I just go Dalton shown again and just be a homer? That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. You can always, you can always go for the consistency, but again, it's like rolling the dice, right? I guess it's endemic with these BC nines, but uh, yeah, that was always the thing for me because the best play, the best fantasy play at quarterback this season has been Vernon all year except for the one game when he went over one and got knocked out with the MCL, like in this game, because I remember that very well because I had him that week. My team scored about 40 points, I think. We were terrible that week. But you always pick Vernon Adams, and then you like to double up on the receiver, right? If your quarterback is your captain, and he always is, um, you're getting double those touchdowns plus another one for the receiver. But you got to pick your receiver. <laughs> you know, on BC, so they have a lot of weapons for Dan Evans going forward. However, let's see: does BC play next week? Yes, they do. Okay, so I'm going to talk about that later on, because uh, he's obviously going to be the starter next week. BC is locked in here to the two; they're just warming oh, up. More. The, well, but, more yeah, or less, practically. More. Yes, yes, you have to assume they have to assume that they're going to be away for the Western final, so. I really don't think Winnipeg is going to lose to Calgary in that final week of the season, even if they're playing their third stringers. So, so <laughs> it's a race to that bottom, man, in the West. That's for sure. All right. So anyway, in any case, BC may have won the battle, but they lost the war here uh, with Vernon going out,
1: I think. Yeah, I- what, what little I've heard sounds like Vernon's
0: ready to go. Oh, really? So, oh, well, I'm he not- won't be playing in the next game. It'll be Dane Evans next game. We'll see. I think so. That's where I'd put my money at this point. Um. Okay. So probably literally. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> now in another sense, yeah, the game of the week, which was uh, Calgary, Stampeders, 26, Saskatchewan, Rough Riders, 19. Would Calgary have been eliminated if they had lost this game?
1: Absolutely. I Saskatchewan okay. would have clinched with seven wins mm-hmm. and would have eliminated, Cal- would have won the season series and not Calgary to below where they could have gotten to seven. Mm-hmm. So they failed on all accounts to do that. Calgary won by default, basically, because they care. <laughs> Slightly more fighters did from the looks of it, and now they're even in the loss column 11 losses. Both teams and Calgary now has a season series, so if Calgary wins out, they are in the playoffs. Yep, now they have BC Winnipeg, although depending on, I don't see BC not going for it next week because really. Okay. Why get? Why give Winnipeg a freebie? Make Winnipeg play their starters against Edmonton. You know, no, I mean it's not like Winnipeg's going to pro- most likely lose to Edmonton and Calgary back to back, but at least you make them play their starters. You make them expose themselves, show more of what they're capable of, more film to work off of. You're not giving them a break going into the going
0: into the into the West final. Well, okay. But on the other hand, I believe that BC believes that they can run with Dane Evans and win. Yeah, they couldn't do that. So,
1: coming out isn't a lock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that would also require Saskatchewan to win a game.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, which is a tall order right now. Okay, so going in... Who right
1: now, out of the two, is win one if Saskatchewan loses.
0: Yeah, yeah, and right. So nothing right. but lose to Flavor Day. Yep, yep. And and this is their last game next week. Yep. That's it. They get the week 21 bye, which may turn into the permanent bye until 2024, uh, which the is also pretty wild.
1: Some of their coaching staff and front office staff, if that turns out to
0: be the case. <laughs> right. Right. Can you see these guys? Oh yeah, on the bye week, wondering if they're gonna have a job like the week after. <laughs> you
1: know? No, you can put you pull the trigger then and just say forget it.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, what you mean if if Calgary is in control of their own destiny, but you still might make the playoffs?
1: Well, if Calgary clinches a playoff spot because you've lost and they've won, oh. well, well, yeah, pull the report.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them lost this week. Look, in this game, both teams are going in on five-game losing streaks, okay? And this game was the perfect microcosm of why this is happening to these teams right now. You know, that I mean, it was it was two teams like I don't know, not knowing how to win, not having the winning reflexes. I can't understand psychologically what's going on with these riders, unless you're correct, and it's as simple as the Bombers broke them. But I thought even before then, they had a tendency to, you know, be celebrating wins in the third quarter, basically. <laughs> you know, and then in the fourth quarter, they just disappear. They collapse last year, too. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yes. That is true. Ah, but they changed their whole coaching staff for this season. That should be different, right? (laughs) Well. And not their GM. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: And they have results. So at some point it's not just it's not on the it's not on the coaches below the top two guys. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, because Calgary has been hurt all year. They have not fielded the roster that they were expecting to field sure. this year. No, not at all. I mean, it done themselves any favors either with some of what's gone on, with some of the changes they've made, with 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 how they've played. But they're also not out there. It, it's, it's there's a just a vast difference between to me between why these teams are struggling. So Saskatchewan's got too much talent to be this bad. Calgary mm. doesn't have talent to be in healthy talent how about that to be holding owning their own destiny at this point I don't mm-hmm.
0: think well, yeah here- I mean again, they're backing in they're backing in either of these two teams is going to end up backing in the playoffs well you know if Cal- I mean Calgary
1: goes and wins against either Winnipeg or BC even if they're facing. Half of a second string. Because you're not going to be able to... Neither BC or Winnipeg is going to play their full second string. You just don't have enough roster space for that. Sure, they're going to face a few fewer players, but you could do that during midseason with injuries. So if they win one of those games, it's more power to them for making it
0: work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Calgary has... I don't know. I mean, this—it's only, you know, five wins, so you can't really say too much good about this season. However, one thing I I did want to say is they did take a gamble with Meyer, and uh, I think they lost here because, I mean, again, okay, the good thing you can say about Meyer is he hasn't been injured all season. But perhaps, again, this is a consequence of the offensive line is pretty good. Coaching is pretty good on the line. You know, it could just be that. It could just be that he's well-protected, which he is, which he is. He's nowhere near uh, the most sacked quarterbacks in the league list. So that protection at least is there. They do have some talent in some areas. I mean, it's pretty hard to have a professional football Team on any level without some talent, okay. So they've got some names out there. Uh, Bagleton has having a hell of a season until he got injured. You know, for example. Um, so some of it I put on Meyer. I mean, again, this game, in this game, okay. Yeah, again, you're right. You're right. By the way, they do have completely different problems. I was crunching the numbers and, or I was looking at past games by the Riders, and if you want an actual reason of for their demise as of late, it's that they can't stop anybody in the red zone. As soon as you get into the red zone against the Riders, you might as well, you got at least three points. You know, at least. You're going to score every time. I think it was something like nine of the last ten times the opponent has the ball. You know, Even within the 30, I think it was, they score score usually a touchdown so and that was the point in this game too i mean but anyway getting back to mayor because this will come back around in just a second getting back to mayor this dude had something like 36 yards i have it somewhere all right let's see i have it in my notes he had exactly 36 yards yep yeah, 36 yards going into the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter 148 yards passing i mean you know this this is like the riders i don't know Lose I mean, again, like cliches abound here because you can't figure it out. I mean, are they just not focused? Are they just, you know, are they coached badly on defense? I mean, like they just completely fell apart. You know, they. they I mean, it's not even like they fell apart. It's like they weren't even there. You know, it's not like on the other hand, in the fourth quarter, what was wild is in the fourth quarter for the Stamps. You know, the Stamps would drive and score, drive and score, and then the the Riders get the ball back, and they had this one drive, there was maybe like three minutes left in the game. They had this one drive, and and they're they're driving the ball, and then, you know, here it is, second down, don't convert. Oh, unsportsmanlike contact on Calgary. They did that two plays in a row. The TSN guys are going, what the hell is happening here? (laughs) You know? And Still, the Riders could do nothing. They couldn't get it past the fifty. I think in the full, whole fourth quarter, it was just completely falling apart. So I don't know. Well, do you have any insight into this? I mean, you 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 examined the Riders closely in at least two games this year. I mean, like, what's going on here?
1: Maybe that's a good question uh, from our friends over at. Pipples and the three down Green Cast, they okay. have their opinion they they definitely do i mean i can't say i yeah. don't have boots but it sounds like they're having issues with uh, pra- practicing like the practices aren't well structured they aren't mm-hmm. there there okay. there seems to be a lack of faith from the fan base and possibly the players in the direction they're going mm-hmm. it's hard to be motivated when you don't believe in what and the people that are telling you where to go
0: yeah, in addition to this podcast you mentioned, uh, I'd also put two and out there too. I can't I can't wait to hear Kerr's latest take on on this riders team. I mean like
1: oh, yeah. yeah.
0: riders fans are
1: of, that are fresh in my mind about
0: what they're saying and what the problems are. <laughs> That's just it's it just seems so abstract. I mean they shouldn't be losing as many games as they have been
1: um, collapse to, to straight race. they're yeah. They clearly have a decent talent level. They shouldn't have collapsed. Two, two years in a row. One year, fine. Something happened. There was just bad vibes around the rider team all year last year, and that's hard to overcome. Yeah. This year, there's no use like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was like, the the thing is, I was looking at this six-game losing streak that they're on, and in four of these games, they're losing by nine or less. In most of those games, they were ahead in the fourth quarter. You know, it's just like, what's going on here? Do you realize? I mean, this is not hockey. There are not three periods. There's actually four in this game, guys. I mean, like, it's all about the fourth quarter with these guys, I feel like. And, you know, here they are. Now they have one game left. And that's it. Their entire season is on the line because you know, as the as the TSN guys say, and here's another cliche for you: uh, the Stamps now control their own destiny. Right? I believe they're also the only team with two games left, so so they still have they still have two more to play, and they're relevant. So here you go. That's what's hey, relevant bro, these last two weeks, Joe. Bro, the bro, Stamps
1: bro, I've got two more too, but. No I don't think their games are
0: nearly as
1: meaningful.
0: Who, Toronto? Yeah. Well, Toronto is playing against history now, right? Right. I mean sixteen and two is historical. And yeah. uh, and uh nobody can stop them. Uh in fact, that's a good segue. We'll just go straight into the last game of the week because all glory about the Alouettes win in just a moment. Uh Toronto Argonauts forty, Ottawa Red Blacks twenty seven. Um Wow, I mean, jeez. Okay, all right. They can out physical the Red Blacks. Okay, that's no question. Okay, they they just you know they're just better at every position, even when they have you know what I call the the first and second team. You know, the the one and a half team basically is what they're playing. Ulet didn't play this week, so, for example. So. And it's almost like, at this point, they can flip the switch. (laughs) They let Ottawa take the first quarter lead. They let them take the first half lead. Well, they let them. See? I mean, this is the way you think about this team at this point. The Red Blacks win the first quarter. They win the first half. Okay? And after that, it was just a demolition. You know, again, like 40 points they put up there. They probably could have gotten to 50 you know, if they had really put the, put the pedal to the floor, or if they had been playing a majority of, you know, starters, for example. um, But wow. I mean, this, I mean like, okay, what is it? So for example, in this game, uh, the, the Argonauts quarterbacks were not even touched, I believe. Oh no, 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 no. They were sacked once in the first quarter, uh, took a sack, and then none for the rest of the game. Okay? On the other hand, and no turnovers, by the way, the Argos, eight sacks. They had three turnovers out of the quarterbacks alone. A couple of fumbles and a pick. I mean, mean, this team, Joe, and you've got to be afraid as a Winnipeg fan who – Maybe penciled in for the Grey Cup right now. Um, You got to be afraid of this team. This team has no weaknesses, not at all. Yeah, they're better than they were last year, and last Jesus. year they were good. So they've
1: they've been from the moment they got off the field last November, with the, with the Grey Cup in hand, they've been the number one team in the league. Oh yeah, there's been the butts about that, and they've done absolutely nothing to dissuade me from changing that opinion, yeah. even early on. Like there was nothing they did that went made me go, huh? I wonder if Winnipeg is still the number one team in this league. Nope. <laughs> they they came out of the they came out of the gate. They came out of the gate super strong. It's like, yeah. yep, they're number one. And all year it's been that same way.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Since the playoffs last year, right? Because they went in the playoffs nine and nine. You know, so they had to like claw their way to this. They uh... were a little higher than that, I want to say. Were they? I thought like, um, maybe that, I'm confusing that's, that's that the, with another pass to Argo's breakup win. Like
1: 2012, 2017 is yeah, into right. The, and then just start take, taking names. Mm-hmm. But last year they were last year they were hosting the East Final, weren't they? They won the they won the they won the
0: division. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess they had to have. Wow. <laughs> this is shameful that I can't recall this off the top yeah, of my head out because it wasn't your team winning (laughs) well it so rarely has been ever since we started this show (laughs) you know ever since anthony calvia let's be realistic it's rarely my team on the top of the table on that side um wow so yeah i guess i guess you know my conclusion is i guess that this is what a 16 and 2 team looks like you know i mean again like like I just mentioned it. I mean, they're playing against history right now. Um that's yeah, a potential like there was a Calgary team
1: in there. I think it was 2017 that went 15 two, and 15. one and yes. took and took their foot off the gas in the last couple of weeks because yeah. they had so clearly and easily that they didn't really even go for 16. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they got that tie early on, and that sort of derailed those, those any chance class, of sixteen. Those
1: were the cl- no, no. Those were the classic um, Calgary Ottawa, yeah, backs in like yep. two years in a row.
0: Oh yeah, that was when they used to start like oh one and one, you know, or one one and one, you know. They always used to get off to this tremendously slow start and then just run off ten in a row or whatever. So either in the middle or at the end of the season. Uh, but in any case, wow. I mean, this. I mean, have they even played a bad game this year? The only bad game Toronto's played.
1: Was the one they lost to Calgary when Chad Kelly went down early. Mm, yeah. And Cal- Calgary made it stand up. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. That's but I mean, the wow. only played poorly in. The only other loss they had was in Winnipeg when they took their foot off, when they took their backup out for their third stringer at the beginning of the fourth quarter and just said, uh, we'd rather see my third stringer perform than win this game. Because nice. if they would have, honestly, if they would have kept, gosh, why am I blanking in the name? If they would have kept their backup in instead of going to the third stringer, Brian Scott. Oh, Cameron Dukes. So they would kept Cameron Dukes, and they could have kept in that yep. game the whole Winnipeg. They also weren't going to show Winnipeg anything that they could use in November, right? So
0: that right. might
1: been that might have been one of the reasons they took Dukes out in the first place. Like, okay, you've seen enough of him. Let's show you something <laughs> that's going to be completely irrelevant to when we meet up in November. Right. It,
0: right. Know, good luck with let's, BC. Let's mess up your scouting reports a little bit here. <laughs>
1: I mean they're in the situation where they can do things like that. Sure, of course. They-
0: of course. And still win. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My God, it's twisted. I mean, this team is really, really good. So I mean, I guess I guess the point is is that if anything, this is an excuse to watch these this team. Because yeah. you know, some someday you're gonna be telling your grandkids about it, you know, that year the Argos went 16 and 2 or whatever. Um, so. So, in that respect, I mean, these games are at least worth paying attention to even for the even for the casual fan. I mean, really, the Americans like should at least, you know, glance an eye at some of these Argos games. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some a wider fan base during the playoffs. Um because there's going to be some good games in the playoffs this year. I mean, even potentially a Montreal-Toronto game would be interesting. Um they played they played a nice one last time they met so speaking of the Alouettes Montreal Alouettes 35 Edmonton Elks 21 um, another one of my favorite games this year Joe <laughs> another one this was so much fun I mean it was it was excruciating for about eh, 10 minutes of game time because of course the uh, Elks went up 21 to 3 and uh, Montreal came back with 23 unanswered points, dominated the rest of the game. In fact, to some extent, 23 unanswered points in the first half, but ultimately, what, 32 unanswered points for the, mm-hmm. for the game really took the pedal off in the second half. But one of the things I liked about this game, besides the fact that the over, which I had bet, hit by the time the first half was done. So, that was an easy bet, and betting the over is always fun because it means you're getting, you're cheering for a lot of scoring. So, But what I liked about this was that um, the defense made all the big plays for the Owls. I really appreciated that. Um, oh, also the special teams. The special teams were great, too. I mean, we, we got a touchdown off of uh, – oh, yeah, Leckler. Leckler got the touchdown off of a missed field goal. So, all right, way to go defense, special teams. Um, there was a nice stuff of the third and two with four minutes left in the third. Um, I like the, uh, the the big play by the defense was uh, Ugaik got the, he got the strip sack of Trey Ford. And it was the one time this season where I actually saw Trey Ford cornered. I mean, not so much in pursuit, but the line just collapsed all around him. And the Alouettes were able to pursue him from the back at that point. But the line had crowded all around him, and he literally had nowhere to run. It was the first time I saw it happen to Trey Ford this season. So that was pretty wild. And then they got the strip sack and um, uh, Mufasta Johnson got the, not the fat man touchdown, but the big man touchdown for the Owls. So again, like I'm still calling out Josh Smith for this one, man. Our defense was our hero this game, and uh, I'm happy that it happened that way. I do want to see my defense make big plays and score touchdowns. (laughs) Uh, Also making, uh, also having a big game. You'll appreciate this, Joe. Give a shout out to uh, Jose Maldos, the Mexican national kicker who last week missed his very first attempt as a CFL player, but this week went five for five, 15 points. If you had him in fantasy, oh, that's right. No kickers in CFL fantasy, but uh good game for him too. So lots of game balls to hand out for Montreal. I, I very much enjoyed this game. This team actually for the first time, well, it happens sometimes, but it's no longer the norm. This team actually looks like a playoff team at this point. Now I know they still haven't beaten any of the top three teams in the league. I know. I know. But they did play Toronto well the last time they played. <laughs> they did have a good game against them. And they've beaten everybody else. They haven't lost a game to anybody else. So this is a this is a legitimate second seed in the CFL, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting East Semi because Hamilton's coming on strong. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna it's gonna be a good eastern playoffs. You have three teams that belong yeah. there. Yeah. And the West.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. still here. Oh, oh okay. Okay, uh, can you repeat the thing about three teams in the West?
1: Yeah, the East legitimately has has three legitimately worthy playoff teams, and the West doesn't. And Mm. it's usually the... (laughs) I mean, the West (laughs) Final is going to be off the hook, but the East playoffs are going to be worth watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Most of these games, in fact, I think all the playoff games, except for maybe that first Western game, are going to be interesting. And, you know, who knows what BC? Who knows what Vernon Adams is capable of in the playoffs? You know, and go going in maybe a little bit.
1: I'm sorry, feeling of any team in this league, maybe except for Toronto, but they also have the lowest floor of the of the top three.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've said that actually. Yeah, let's again, nice segue. Let Let's go into next week because the week opens with Calgary at BC. Uh, Now, again, I'm, I will, this game right now is a pickup at at the sports book. Now that's probably a placeholder because I can't imagine that BC won't be favored. But again, my money perhaps literally is on Dane Evans starting this game. Now, BC is a high scoring team. They score points in bunches with this shotgun Offense and the two-game losing streak, they've been crazy unstoppable on offense. Mostly, mostly <laughs> unstoppable on offense. And but Dane Evans, okay, Dane Evans, he's already played the majority of snaps in three games this season. They were two and one in those games. But they only scored 60 points total in those games. Okay. The wins were against Saskatchewan and Edmonton. <laughs> who may be the statistically bottom two teams in the West. You know, so no great shakes there. And, you know, I don't know what to expect out of them this week. However, to be fair, the B- the Lions with Dane Evans are still going to outclass Calgary right now. Calgary just doesn't think, have the horses.
1: Yeah, I don't. Literally, right?
0: So, so to speak, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think Quick Six has had has had enough work this year. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I would, the game's in BC. BC still got something to play for. Right. Even if they end up starting Dane Evans, they Dane Evans is a one B quarterback in this league. Maybe not the guy you want to tap to say, "Hey, go go win me a great Cup." and like you have to be the focal point of our offense, but how many quarterbacks can say they they're that good? Maybe three in this whole, in this whole league.
0: Maybe. Well, I mean, he's arguably the best backup, you know, yeah. unless you want to include Bo Levy Mitchell. <laughs> he's
1: not, he's not a guy that I'm, a, I'd be afraid of handing the keys to and say, here, right.
0: Run my, let's
1: get through this week and then we'll see what, what's going to happen afterwards.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, Jeez, if they if they really felt that they could give VA enough of a workout, I mean, they could run with Dane, you know, in the first game of the playoffs, for God's sake. I mean, again, like, the Stamps or the Riders are going to be no match for these Lions in a 3-2 yeah. playoff game. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I I'm thinking I'm going BC, even though Calgary's got a lot more to play for, mm-hmm. which means that Week 21... Is potentially for Calgary a win and in situation, right? Saskatchewan does this week.
0: Yeah, I mean these <laughs> these riders, you know, have got to like play their game and then wait for a week. I mean, they've jeez. I mean, they, Saskatchewan's just blowing my mind. This just this team is just killing me this year. I just well, don't get it.
1: If Agree loses Saskatchewan wins, Saskatchewan's fine. They've won. They've clinched their playoff spot.
0: Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Saskatchewan is hosting Toronto. Now, I don't know, Joe. I don't have any direct experience of it, but do you think that the Riders fans are going to turn out for the historical perspective on the Argonauts?
1: They, don't, they couldn't grasp about <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, that's trouble. what I'm saying. They know they're, they're going to lose.
1: They have trouble turning people out right now because the team is so crappy. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. In between, hey, we just don't have the horses this year. We're giving everything. We're we're contending in every game. We just can't push it across the finish line. As opposed to what they're giving their fans right now, which is not a whole lot. They're too yeah. talented to be this
0: poor yeah yeah but i mean i just i i i you, you have to wonder because in some situations uh, if your team is acknowledged to be bad right and you're a loyal fan you might go out to see like like okay back in the days of michael jordan you're an opposing team's fan you would go to that game to see Jordan, right? Like, now, Riders fans are CFL football mad. Of course, they are. That's their team. I mean, that's like their major professional sports team out there of any league. And so, yeah, they're like, they're pretty football crazy. I mean, you being from Wisconsin may know something about this kind of situation, Joe. No I mean, idea. So, so no. This is I don't know what you're talking about, man. So, so, you know, the team is bad this year. They're not turning out. Fans are disappointed. You know, they're booing in these games. Do they come out to appreciate the Argos, even though they no. know their team is going to get smoked? They don't. They won't. No. That's too bad. That's too bad. Because they might appreciate but them. If they would have come out.
1: If the team was giving them any reason to come out whatsoever, but they've laid, but they've lost a bunch of games in a row. What five now? Five or six, six, and they basically no showed after George Reed's passing, and they have the twenty thirteen team there. If the team's going to no show for that and give their fans a terrible experience that night, what's to get? What's to motivate a fan to go see them? Go get. Team rolled by a team that could be on yeah. their back quarterback and third string running back and are still gonna run right over them. Yeah. What's the motivation there?
0: Well because the Argos are awesome. Because <laughs> they're historical. I mean that that would be it. But see, I'm not dispassionate about the riders, so I right. can't really make that call. But uh it's it's just it's kind of too bad that uh, there's not more purist fans out there that wanna see you know, even if their team loses, they still want to go out there. Um, be, and,
1: and there'd be more if the team was entertaining and yet. Yeah, yeah, short.
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah, it would be nice if it were fun. Uh, OK, so, I mean, basically, I find it hard to believe that a team that's on a six game losing streak is going to break it with this game. Uh, I think. Probably at this point, they'll carry that losing streak into the offseason. I'm going to take Toronto by probably a decent amount of points. And they're losing all these games by nine or less. Okay, 10. Say Toronto by 10. I don't care who they play.
1: Yeah, I I just if the Riders could get emotionally up for the past couple of games, what's when is it going to start?
0: Not in twenty twenty (laughs) three, probably. All right. Last game. Edmonton at Winnipeg. All right, Joe. You'll be plugged into this game, won't Mm -hmm. you? Okay. Great. What do you um what do you see for I mean, so is Winnipeg is completely reactory here, right? Depending on what BC does. Yes. Okay, so they, they might play their first string, probably.
1: Yeah, I would assume they will have a game plan for the first string. Okay, all right. If BC loses, this is the week to sit your starters. Oh, yeah, Because, yeah. because if, if BC loses and Winnipeg has clinched the West before they kick off, that's when you sit your starters, because you're going to have a bye after your last game. So you take this week off as much as you can, you play your starters a, a, a decent amount of time in week 21 because then they have the bye week. right? It's the whole combating rust thing. So right. you're planning to playing your starters at least a half against Calgary mm. just to make sure that they're still good to go. Mm. Now, you're playing your starters full bore against Edmonton if BC wins because you don't want it to go into the last week of the season and go, we have to win. Hmm. you just don't. okay, so happen in one game so why why would you hand one away when you have two in hand?
0: Okay okay. will the bombers be able to make this a laugher by just making the adjustments at halftime? Like they've been doing forever, okay.
1: That's what they do. The other thing is they now have tape of Trey Ford against their defense. Mm -hmm. They were able to make a halftime adjustment the last time. Mm -hmm. You come out with whatever worked in the first half and you should be fine. Because Edmonton isn't talented enough to keep up with you if you're at your best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trey Ford's going to make one or two just ridiculous plays because he's Trey Ford. He's also going to give you a couple of opportunities to turn the game around because he's a, he's a rookie quarterback, basically. Not, not officially, but yes, he's basically a rookie quarterback right now. So he's going to give you a couple of chances to swing the game by 14 points by making mistakes. <laughs> and if he yeah. doesn't, more power to him, but he doesn't have the horses
0: around him mm-hmm. not to have to take some risks. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I uh, I would suspect that Edmonton will come hot out of the gates again this week. I mean, look, they basically scored all 21 points in the first quarter. Not quite. It was the first quarter and then a few minutes. So, but uh, they came out really hot. And then, you know, more or less didn't score in the last three quarters of the game, <laughs> you know, or at least the last, like, let's say 40 minutes of the game didn't score at all against the owls and uh winnipeg 10 the winnipeg defense in the second half i would say is better than the owls in general so um i would probably again i'll probably after last week i'm as a as a betting guy i'm thinking about overs everywhere Um uh, maybe not the saskatchewan game maybe i'll just take toronto over i bet they'll beat it whatever that is um but uh yeah, I'm just hoping for a lot of a lot of scoring this week. And I think it's going to happen. And I think Edmonton's going to score some points. I think this could be this could be like what? Maybe a 37-30 game. I'm expecting fireworks.
1: Or 30, Winnipeg's when the base defense. I just don't.
0: Really? I mean, because sometimes, sometimes Trey looks like he can beat any defense. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some, sometimes in some quarters of these games when he's, I mean, he's looking like, you know, the Canadian version of Mahomes out there. Sure, you but know, it's just like he's manufacturing stuff. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I don't care if I were Trey Ford, I wouldn't want to face these Blue Bombers in the second half. On defense, I mean, it's just like forever they've been like this. Come out and crush in the second half, shut them down. So, in any case, okay, Joe. So, what are your recommendations? I mean, obviously, you're going to watch the Winnipeg game. Do you think that uh are any of these games worth uh, really going out of your way for?
1: I also think BC Calgary is just because that would be a good game. Yeah, there's something on the line for both teams. Mm -hmm. so you're going to see you're going to see the best that both teams can give you I don't if I had a recommendation of a game to stay away from it's Toronto Saskatchewan unless you have a vested interest (laughs) Saskatchewan is playing like they have anything to play for yeah, and yet they could could be in a position to lock up a playoff game even though they don't clearly deserve it but if Calgary loses the night before right? well Saskatchewan could win their way into the playoffs instead of backing in.
0: Man, I mean, who are you going to pick in the last week of the season? Let's say Winnipeg starts all their second stringers. I mean, they're going to practice squad guys against Calgary. In week 21, if Calgary and Saskatchewan have both lost in week 20, well, then Winnipeg
1: benches everybody. I'm picking Calgary. Because Calgary has has enough pride to show up for that game. And they have enough talent on their coaching staff. And they have enough talent on the field. Because remember, Calgary could have beaten Winnipeg in Calgary, like, what, a couple months ago at this point? Yeah. And they literally dropped the ball in that game. Yep. But that was a... You are right. Just players not making plays. They had Winnipeg beat and they couldn't finish.
0: Well, yeah, but that's you know, that's half the thing, right? I mean, like that's that's important. Yeah, they were up most of that game. Uh, let's see. Okay. I just wanted to check this out because it is my idea that you know, even in these games that they win. Okay. All right, so since what? July 30th, twice they've scored more than Let's say, well, okay, they had two games where they lost 39-31 at Toronto and they won 35-31 at Edmonton. Other than that, the last one two, three, five, five, six. But six of their last seven, they haven't scored more than 26. 26 was the most points they had scored since week 13. Okay, so, like, this team just doesn't score points. They may be smart. Uh, they may have a good line on the offense. Uh, they may have a decent coaching staff. But is that enough?
1: <laughs> you if know? has everything to play, has the West to play for? Yeah. really not. Well, no. But against most of, a, most of a second string, at least in the second half, when Winnipeg shows up, the most?
0: Wow. But it's almost like I feel like the Winnipeg second stringers would be like, we want to be taken seriously. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean,
1: Winnipeg's not gonna lay down for Calgary.
0: Right. The right. players aren't. Yeah.
1: The what how the game is coached, that's another thing altogether. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Well, that's always the thing, right? I mean, you know, you talk about tanking in the NFL. Okay the only people that really want to tank in the NFL, are like the GM and maybe you can convince the head coach, but the players are going to play, right? Yep. If if you have somebody who's too good and can change the outcome of the game, you trade him. you know, at this point in NFL history. Right. So, you know, it's, it's like, obviously yeah, Calgary is going to be playing balls to the wall. I mean, so will the riders this weekend. But these guys, again, they drift away in the fourth quarter. So it doesn't matter. You know, again, this is this is what I wonder about poor Saskatchewan. You know, they don't even have Reggie Bagleton. Is willpower really going to be enough? Them? <laughs> you know, I mean, gives I them mean
1: where their talent may their talent level may not suggest a chance.
0: Right. Right. I mean, they lost their one bona fide all pro. Their quarterback. Despite this game, is still averaging something like eight yards per attempt. I mean, that's ridiculous. You, <laughs> that's not a winning formula. Just that itself, you know. So, but anyway, I'm harping on this too much. All right. So, mixed interest for next week's games. However, we'll be back next week to talk about them, right, Joe? We are coming back next week. No hey, bye so week. What... Oh, that... No bye week. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So until next week, this has been the Rouge White Blue CFL podcast for my co host, Joe Pritchard. I'm Oz Davis. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.